Hello, all of you wayward spirits. My name is Liz Ashley, and I am so obsessed with Supernatural. I decided to do some research Winchester style on anything and everything mentioned in the show. And though the show has sadly ended, this podcast is going to keep the family together. So, what do you say? Do you want to join me on a hunt? This content has a lot of reference to death and disturbing situations, so listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to episode 8 of Wayward Spirit Pod, where we are researching witches. I absolutely love this topic, and I could talk about it all day long, so I will probably have another episode about them at some point again. (laughs) Today we are specifically going to talk about the lore behind episode 3 in season 11, Bad Seed. This episode aired on October 21st, 2015 and was written by Brad Buckner and Eugene Ross Lemming and most importantly directed by Mr. Jensen Ackles himself. I was really excited when I saw that. I was like, that's awesome. So I had to put these little details in there. (laughs) So let's start with The Bad Seed, which is also a play off of a book, I believe, I think, or maybe a movie. I honestly forgot to research that part, but I know in Pretty Little Liars, there's there's an episode and it's called The Bad Seed and it's like kind of based on the same thing. So yeah. So, because we are talking about witches, and Rowena happens to be my favorite, we are going to talk about her origin story first. Rowena is a powerful, natural-born witch who is from Scotland. Her son, Fergus, was born on 1661, and we know him as Crowley. I love trying to say, like, I love the way she says Fergus. I, I can't even do it. She's like, Fergus. I can't do it, but I love how she says it. It's so good. Um, So sorry, I can't say it, but she says it really awesome. So I tried. Rowena fled her village and abandoned Fergus after she was charged with practicing witchcraft. She then studied under a great witch, Letitia de la Bonne. I'm not sure and joined the Grand Coven. So Rowena got kicked out of the Grand Coven because her magic, the spells she would make and what she would do was considered too extreme, which I love Rowena, (laughs) I really do. She's a boss. So after they kicked her out, they actually hexed her with a binding spell that restrained her magic so she couldn't use her powers in full. So in 2014, 300 years later, Rowena has come back and she's trying to get her power back and she actually gets captured by Crowley, but (laughs) she wants the Book of the Damned, which is why she takes it after helping Sam and Dean get it to use it to get the Mark of Cain off of him. And she keeps it because she she wants to be more powerful. So, after that little recap and info, let's get into the episode. So, this episode starts out with such an epic scene. It is with Rowena, who looks stunning in that red dress, and she is lighting candles, talking to some other witches, and she is trying to form a coven. 
I love this scene so much because it has one of my all-time favorite Rowena lines in it. But I also love it because this year I did my first ever Gish scavenger hunt. And one of the challenges was to redo Do You Want to Build a Snowman into Do You Want to Build a Coven? <laughs> and it was one of the most fun things I have ever done. And I actually used some of the lines from this scene to rewrite the song. It was, oh my gosh, it was great. I loved it. <laughs> but back to the episode. My favorite line, here it is. Mega Coven. So it's not grand, it's mega. <laughs> I just love that part because Rowena is really trying to sell them on this coven and they're just like not going for it. <laughs> they still want to be in the grand coven and these girls are like, nope, want no part in that. They're just like, they're like, whatever. So they start leaving and Rowena puts a spell on them and kills them. They like literally poof into dust. It's crazy. <laughs> then it switches and we see Cass and Dean and Sam in the bunker. I just love them so much. This just warmed my heart watching this. I was like, mm, so cute. I love them so much. But <laughs> Cass is currently suffering from a spell that Rowena cast on him. And they're talking about how they need to fix Cass, like they're really upset and they have him like binded to the chair because Rowena put a spell on him. So like I said earlier in the episode before this, she took the mark of Cain. Well, I don't know if it was the episode before this, but before this, she took the mark of Cain off of Dean and Sam had to deal with her like, okay, if you take it off, I'll kill Crowley. And Sam never killed Crowley and she took the mark of Cain off. So she put a, like, a spell or a hex on Cass to kill Crowley. And Cass is, like, suffering still. And they have him chained up so he doesn't try to hurt anybody. And I forgot about all of this. <laughs> We've been doing episodes from, like, the first couple seasons. And I'm watching this and I'm like, wow, I forgot about all of this. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. So Crowley is talking and supposedly, you know, he knows that his mom tried to kill him. So he's trying to find her and has plans on killing her because, uh, you know, she wanted to kill him. So <laughs> he's like, I'm going to kill her. <laughs> so later we see Rowena in a restaurant selling the mega coven to some more witches. And <laughs> she is like... I don't get how the Grand Coven got out of control. Like, I don't understand why they're so out of control. And it's like, girl, because you killed them all. You literally just killed them all. That's why it's out of control. Nobody's there because you killed them all. <laughs> but still, these witches are not going for it. They're like, no, I'm all right. I don't want to be in a mega coven, like whatever. And then Rowena mentions that she has the Book of the Damned and that it was written by Sister Agnes herself on her own flesh. And that's when they get interested. When suddenly a demon waiter comes and attacks all of them, killing one of the witches Rowena was sitting with. But Rowena uses her powers to move all of the tables and chairs in front of the demon so she could get away. <laughs> the demon, who was of course sent by Crowley, 
All meanwhile, Crowley is ghosting Dean and this scene is hilarious. Dean is trying to call Crowley to figure out if he knows where Rowena is because he's like, you know, Crowley's got something up his sleeve. And <laughs> and like Dean's like mad and Sam is like, what? We know he's a dick. That's not breaking news. He's calling Crowley because he's trying to figure out if he knows where Rowena is because they need Rowena and they need the Book of the Damned so they can get this spell like taken off cast. They're like, no, we need cast back. So, so this has nothing to do with witches, but it's the next scene and I thought it was really funny. So I'm going to tell you about it. They're talking about how Metatron has gone off the grid with Cass's car and Sam calls it ugly. <laughs> and Cass is so insulted. <laughs> and Dean's like, I the beholder, buddy. I the beholder. And I'm like, oh, that's so cute. I love them. I was like, oh, they're so funny though. So <laughs> back to the subject. Cass goes into somewhat of a seizure and when he finally wakes up, there's another funny scene another funny scene we <laughs> we've been doing like again we've been doing the earlier episodes lately so i forgot how funny these later scenes like these later episodes are they're hilarious like the later seasons are so funny so when Cass like wakes up from a seizure he says that he feels like his insides were in a blender set to tomato salsa and dean's like and you're the tomato and they're both so serious. They're both so serious. And Cass is like, in this analogy, yes. And Sam is like, what? He's like, WTF is happening right now. Like, what is happening? <sighs> Sam is like, WTF, like, what is happening right now? It's, oh my gosh, it's hilarious. It's great. And after looking at his laptop for a little bit, Sam found a case in Denver where three women were at Cafe Elta and the waiter slit one girl's throat. The other one got out, but the last one seemed to vanish after moving all of the tables around. Sound familiar? So this episode also has a big Amara storyline, who I love. But because it doesn't really pertain to witches, we are going to skip talking about those particular scenes. So if you're like, what about all these other scenes in the bad seed? I apologize, but we're going to keep it in the witch territory right now. All right. <laughs> so next, Sam and Dean are in Denver looking mighty fine in their FBI attire, may I say. Now, they are interrogating the one witch who survived at the cafe and got away. Dean's line is hilarious when they first start talking to her. He says, and I quote, so, ladies let's go south when waiter who reeks of sulfur attacks with a blade, killing one of you while the redhead who invited you yells something in Latin, disappears, and the furniture forms a pile. That about right? <laughs> it's just so funny because he's so nonchalant about it. And she's just like, mm -hmm, yeah, uh-huh, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> And Sam just comes out and says it and just like calls her out. He's like, why would a demon want to kill three witches? And she's like, oh my gosh. And she's like playing all oblivious. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I just went to the cafe. <laughs> and Sam goes into this whole storyline about, 
you know, Rowena and the Book of the Damned and Crowley. And it's just like he goes on this whole storyline and she's like, you are definitely not the FBI. (laughs) Then she tries to flee. And when Dean like stops her from leaving and she even tries to put a spell on Dean, which is so funny to me because she's still trying to say she's not a witch. But... (laughs) And Dean stops her again and he's like, hey, look, we're the only ones that can save you from Crowley and his demons. Per usual, they're the only ones that can save someone. But to help protect her, they want something in return. They want her to scry for Rowena. And she is still playing dumb. And I'm like, girl, you just tried to literally flee and then cast a spell on him. And then, oh, I'm not a witch. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Girl, stop playing dumb. And so she asks, she's like, I don't even, I don't know what scrying is or whatever. And (laughs) Sam is like, oh, come on. You know what it is. It is a locating spell where you use crystals and then prisms and then mirrors to divine images of who you're trying to find. I love this scene because she mentions that she didn't have any crystals. She's like, I don't have any crystals. And Dean picks up her pocket mirror and says, "Mm, this ought to work. So I love this because I didn't know that they use mirrors. And that's why Sam, when he was like, oh, come on, it's a da-da-da-da-da-da. And it was like explaining what what scrying was. He said, oh, or a mirror. And when I was listening to that, I was like, what, a mirror? And then they use a mirror. And I'm like, I have never heard of that. I've only seen like little crystal stuff. I have never heard of a mirror. So I just think that's really cool because I've watched Charmed like many times and I guess they might have scried in a mirror, but I don't think so. They always used a little gem to like scry, like, you know, like you can find it earthbound or something. So yeah, I don't know, but I never knew that you could use a mirror. So that was fun. And when she does the scrying, so after she's done scrying, she looks in the mirror and she finds Rowena packing a bag. So... The next thing we see is Rowena in a blonde wig, (laughs) putting her bags into a taxi cab. And this is when Dean walks up, dresses the taxi driver. And as soon as she spots him, she flings him against the wall using her finger. And she has the epic line, just my way of giving you the finger, Mr. Winchester. (laughs) I love that. That is amazing. Like, you go, girl. Don't get me wrong. I love Dean. I just, I love Rowena. She's so, like, amazing. And Sam comes in the nick of time and puts some warded handcuffs on her to stop her from nearly killing Dean. They tie her up in the dungeon on the devil's trap. And this is when Sam starts to ask her about where the Book of the Damned is. He mentioned that he found the codex that can decipher the book, but could not find the book. Sam then goes to get Cass and bring him to Rowena so she can fix him and he's not all crazy. And when Sam goes to get Cass, Rowena is talking to Dean and she mentions that Dean made a deal with her that if she fixes Cass, she could be set free. And he's like, nope, I'm going to need the Book of the Damned back too. And she's like, "Mm, no, that's not part of our deal. And he's like, well, you know, that's that's what I'm going to need. You know, I make the deals around here. And then Rowena's like, mm, she starts playing mind games with them. And it's like, I wonder all the damage you did when you had the mark of Cain and like getting in his head. And that is when Sam comes back in. 
Oh, yeah, she was trying to get in his head. She wants the Book of the Damned, man. She wants her powers. She wants to be powerful. As Sam comes running down into the dungeon, he is, like, frantic because he can't find Cass. And Cass has broke free of their binding. And Rowena is just, like, smiling. Like, she's, like, smiling. She's, like, so proud of herself. It's, it's great. <laughs> Next thing we know, they're all in the car driving around looking for Cass. And Rowena is like, I don't know why we are driving in circles to find your unhinged angel. <laughs> I don't know why, but that just tickled me. That line just tickled me. But Dean is like, no, they're actually tracking Cass by the GPS on his phone. And Rowena's still like, well, I would be faster because she wants them to take the warded cuffs off so she could use her powers. And <laughs> Sam is not buying it. He's like, no. And so Rowena's like, shouldn't you trust me? We are a team, aren't we? And <laughs> both Sam and Dean in like perfect unison are like, no, no. <laughs> that was great. That was so great. This episode is like way funnier than I remember. <laughs> I loved it. They eventually find Cass in an alleyway and he's running after this young girl and he looks like crazy. Like his eyes are like bloodshot they're like bloody I don't know it's like all veiny and we oh my god he looks crazy and he's acting super weird too <laughs> so yeah the spell is definitely getting to him now Dean ends up finding Cass right as he is about to like strangle this girl to death for like no apparent reason and then Cass starts throwing Dean around and punching him and Rowena and Sam finally come in and Sam is holding a gun that contains witch bullets to Rowena's head so that she will cast a spell to reverse whatever is going on with Cass. And the next part is actually really sweet. <laughs> so Cass like falls to the ground after she, I guess, re like reverses the spell, but... <laughs> Dean goes to make sure he's okay, and it's just heartwarming, and it's just so cute. And then, of course, to ruin the happy moment, <laughs> Rowena starts going rogue and flipped the gun out of Sam's hand and flings Sam against the wall and then locks them in the building and walks away victorious with the book and all. <laughs> she is such a boss. I love her so much. Oh, man. Now let's talk about the lore we see in Supernatural. Now, this episode is in season 11, so there's a lot of lore about a lot of things in this episode, but we don't have time to go over all of them, so here's some stuff that we're just going to focus on, some key aspects about witches in Supernatural and what goes on in this episode. So the first one that they don't exactly talk about in this episode, but it's something that it's how they classify witches in Supernatural. They don't really, I mean, they. I think they talk about it in one episode. They don't talk about it in this episode. But like I said earlier, Rowena is a natural born witch. And so in Supernatural, there are three distinct categories of witches and they're classified by how they obtain their powers. They are the borrowers, the students, and the naturals. The naturals is how Rowena is classified. This means that she naturally got her powers. Now, we don't ever really, like, know how she got it. Like, I think she was just born with supernatural powers. 
and that's what the naturals are. They're born with supernatural powers. Students are exactly what you would expect them to be. There are witches who are not born with supernatural powers, but with the help of a coven or a mentor, they're able to learn and cultivate their supernatural powers. Lastly is the borrower, which we encounter a few times within the series. This is when a regular human borrows power from a demon. One of the first episodes containing witches is the Malleus Maleficarum. I tried to say that in an earlier episode and I couldn't do it and now I can. Very proud of myself. <laughs> and as I wrote this or as I was writing this and as I'm saying it right now, I actually thought we should have done this episode instead of the bad seed because it was still in like the first season and it maybe wouldn't have been so confusing but I just really wanted to talk about Rowena so here we are <laughs> but anyway in this episode the Malleus Maleficarum I think it's it's I think it's in season one maybe season two I'm not sure but the demon it's a woman demon and she tricks these other women in her neighborhood into joining a coven and Basically, they sold their souls for their powers. They didn't know what they were doing, but they that's how they got their powers was selling their soul. But it was through a demon. So I don't know. But anyway, that is that is one of the ways that's what that's how borrowers get their powers. So scrying is something that they talk about this episode when they are trying to get that one witch to scry for Rowena. And they pretty much tell you what it is. Like Sam pretty much explains it in the line so you know what's happening in the episode. But it's a locating spell where you use crystals and then prisms and mirrors to divine images of who you're trying to find. Um, divine. I don't think I'm using that right. Do, hmm. I don't know. But it's basically like it's kind of like in charm. It's kind of like in charms. Like they do it in charms. They have the crystal, and you can see it at like like Earthbound or stores like that, where it's like a crystal on a string, and then you can put it on like a pad or I guess a mirror or something. And like the pads that I'm talking about, they're just like I don't know, they're just like little things, and they say like yes, no, maybe, and it'll like the pendulum will swing, and then it'll do whatever. I think that's scrying. Yeah. I think okay well they do that in, not do they do that in charmed so I just yeah but anyway scrying is a locating spell where they use crystals or like a reflective surface to find someone that they're looking for covens is another subject I wanted to talk about a coven is a community of witches who gather together for celebrations and holidays and to work on their craft and according to Clea in the grand coven it takes at least three witches working together in close proximity to form a coven and covens normally seem to have a high priestess or priest that is their leader and rowena says that each coven has its own set of laws and punishments who are created by the leaders of the coven which is why rowena wanted to make her own coven so she could lead and didn't have to deal with all of the rules and regulations. <laughs> I don't blame her. <laughs> so the next thing we're going to talk about is the Book of the Damned, which is pretty much what this whole episode is about, is the Book of the Damned. And in Supernatural, it is a powerful dark magic book. And it was originally possessed by the Stein family, but Charlie found it and... She found it so they could get the mark of Cain off of Dean. 
and it was written by Sister Agnes, a nun who dedicated her life to breaking curses. And after she received visions of darkness, she decided to lock herself away and make the Book of the Damned using her own flesh, which is just a little crazy. <laughs> now let's get into the real life history of witches. This is going to be my favorite part. I, I'm very excited. All right, let's go. So where the lore on witches originated. Early witches were people who practiced witchcraft using magic spells and calling upon spirits for help or to bring about change. Now, this next line, I don't believe at all. And it's from the History Channel website. And I'm really mad it's on there. So I don't believe what I'm about to say. I'm just quoting from the History Channel website. It says most witches were thought to be pagans doing the devil's work. This is a huge misconception. Like it really, this misconception bothers me, like really bothers me. I, okay, so here I go on my soapbox about the misrepresentation of witches. So like we are about to talk about, there are many different types of witches in real life, probably more than I can even imagine or tell you. But some of the more prominent types of witches practice paganism or Wicca. Now, Wicca is more of a modern practice, but paganism goes way back before Jesus and the Bible were even a thing. So though there are witches who summon demons or work with them in their practice, they do not sell their soul, nor do they worship the devil. Because like I said, paganism was around before God and the Bible were a thing. So to believe or worship the devil or Lucifer, you need to believe in God or the Bible. And that did not exist yet. So therefore, they do not worship the devil. I don't know. I think it's like it started happening. I think it happened a little bit before the witch trials, but during the witch trials, it just it just spread like wildfire that they like that witches were like working for Satan or sold their soul to Satan or something. And that's just not true because most people who identify as witches then and even now are not they're not they they be, if you believe in paganism or wicca then you don't really believe in the bible and to worship lucifer you kind of have to believe in god and the bible so i don't understand <laughs> where this i don't understand where it came from but it's like a huge huge misconception and the fact that it's on the history channel's website like i was appalled <laughs> i was appalled anyway <laughs> There's even an episode where they're trying to recruit Rowena, and I don't remember if they were going after God or Lucifer, but it was one of the two. One of the two. And, <laughs> and she says, hello, pagan here. Meaning, like, why? I, I think they were going after Lucifer for God. I don't remember. But she's kind of like, hey, like, I have nothing to do with this. Like, I'm a pagan. Like, what are you talking about? She doesn't even like Lucifer. Like Rowena does not like Lucifer like at all. So I just, I like that Supernatural has that in there because I think it helps. I think it helps the misrepresentation of it, you know, because even in Hocus Pocus, the witches are like, 
they're like worshiping the devil and it's like it's not no that's not that's not it that's not no that's not it so <laughs> i'm done all right i'm done so like i mentioned there are many types of witches and like i mentioned during the witch trials there were a lot of misconceptions about what witches were so now what we would consider like a shaman or a healer like a natural healer someone who uses natural remedies for healing they considered that a witch so <laughs> even though they could not be a witch and they could just be like a shaman or they could just be using natural remedies for healing if they did that they considered them a witch so you may not know that but that is true because back then nature healers and shamans were just very misunderstood at that time so it's funny because now it's really common for people to use like essential oils or like natural remedies for things and so back then it was just really misunderstood so now let's get into some of the specific lore on witches all right so types of witches and like i keep saying there are so many types of modern day witches and though we see wicca as like the primary practice there are many more though wicca is an official religion in the united states and canada it is not always regarded as a religion in the witch community some like rowena are witches but follow paganism as a religion it all depends on what you choose to believe and what makes the most sense to the person practicing. Something else you might not know is that Wiccans avoid evil and the appearance of evil at all costs. Their motto is to harm none, and they strive to live a peaceful, tolerant, and balanced life in tune with nature and humanity. Which, like I will say again, is definitely not how the media portrays them. Many modern-day witches still perform witchcraft, but there's seldom anything sinister about it, like, at all. So, there's that again. There <laughs> I really get on my soapbox about this topic. That's why, like, I'm like, ah, I'm just, I, I, I'm deeply passionate about how misinterpreted witches and Wiccans and stuff like that have been in media and society. It's so misunderstood <laughs> all right so first we're going to talk about the traditional witch and they typically practice folk magic from their ancestors or their family and people in their nearby area and often they take a historical approach and they are using beliefs and practices that were around long before wicca existed which like I said, Wicca is more of a modern, it's more of a modern thing. There were witches before Wicca existed. And they have access to information about spells and charms and herbal brews and stuff like that that go back in their ancestry and the people before them. So think like Halloween Town. If you, I love Halloween Town. So when I read this, I thought Halloween Town and... Charmed. Yeah, once again, Charmed. You know, they have the Book of Shadows, and I just, I love Charmed, too. <laughs> Many traditional witches use a blend of old beliefs and practices combined with modern tools and ideas, even if they are traditional witches. And this is similar to the natural's classification of witches in Supernatural. It's, you know, they learn from their family, and it's just passed down. All right. So green witches, uh, you've probably heard of them. They're like super popular on Instagram and TikTok these days. 
and green witches can practice alone and infuse magic with ideas and intentions. These practices are sometimes referred to as green craft and are highly influenced by folk magic and nature. Green witches are very grounded and are almost like one with nature. So they use herbal magic and they are probably using skills like herbal knowledge or aromatherapy. So if you use essential oils or grow herbs, you can kind of get a gist of what a green witch uses in spells or to make intentions, which may I say has definitely infused into our modern culture and everyday life. I feel like so many people are using essential oils now for things like I use essential oils all the time and I feel like a, a lot of people are using like aromatherapy and are like gardening a lot and like making their own herbs so I think there's a lot of magic in this world that we just don't consider magic but it is and eclectic witchcraft is an all-purpose term used to apply to witchcraft traditions that don't fit into a specific category so like I was saying before, there are so many, and I've researched this before now, and it's just like people identify as different things and different like locations and different religions, different looks out, like um, outlooks. So eclectic witches probably use like a combination of historical sources, information online, something from someone they know like a mentor and they just do what they want with it <laughs> and they kind of just do their own thing and they modify it to how they want to practice which I think is really cool I think I, I don't know I just think that's really cool that it's so flexible so the last one we're going to talk about is a ceremonial witch which is also called ceremonial magic or high magic the practitioner often uses specific rituals and invocations to call upon the spirit world and it uses a blend of older occult teachings and is very specific and this is a little bit more there are rules and like you need to do things a certain way, which is also kind of like Rowena and the Grand Coven and a lot of the other wishes we see in Supernatural. So scrying, I actually found this website that told you like what you can scry with. I, like Supernatural is right. There's a lot of different things you can use. You can use a crystal, you can use a mirror, you can use a glass of water, you can use a bowl of water colored with ink. Hmm, that's cool. A candle, a candle flame. A candle flame fog or mist over water hmm really cool but something else that I found interesting so I just did an episode on Bloody Mary if you haven't listened to it go check it out it's actually one of my favorite episodes and I talk about how in old divination rituals like in older times women would like you know well not women I guess young girls would go into the bathroom, close, you know, turn off all the lights and have a candle and they would try to catch a glimpse of their future husband's face in the mirror. And I talked about that in Bloody Mary because I was like relating it to where Bloody Mary could have come from. And apparently there's another like part to it that sometimes a skull personifying death would come in the mirror, which meant that they, they were going to die before they got married. And I was like, well, that's creepy. But 
that is considered scrying because you're using a mirror and you're trying to find someone or something. And I was like, oh my goodness, that is so cool. I had no idea. I thought that was awesome. So yeah, technically Bloody Mary is scrying because you're like trying to find her. I mean, I still think it's more of like a ritual, but yeah. So I just thought that was really cool. All right, now let's talk about covens. So in modern witchcraft, covens are not needed to be a witch. Modern witches can practice and learn witchcraft on their own, mainly because there are a lot of books about it and a ton of information on the good old internet. So (laughs) covens are not as needed as they seem like in Supernatural though there are still many real-life covens that are around. And I actually found one near me in St. Louis while researching, which I thought was really cool. I didn't know I was going to find that. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I have even seen ads on Instagram to join a coven, like a online I don't, a coven. And yes, Instagram. I Yeah, and it was an ad. <laughs> so they are still in society, but they are not as prevalent as modern media and supernatural depicts them to be. I don't, I don't think. That's... I've read some books on it, and that's what I've read in some books. But coven is from the word covenant, and it also refers to a spiritual power of agreement, much like a coven, which refers to a gathering of any kind, though now we use it to discuss groups of witches. And in the 1920s, archaeologist Margaret Murray popularized the term coven, with her claims that witches across Europe gathered in groups of 13 called covens and her ideas were disputed which as i go on you will see why according to <laughs> according to her covens were made up of women who joined and there were never more than 13 members and each one devoted themselves to the master or a god who could take on many forms including animal or human i feel like she's trying to say the devil And she says covens would worship him, sacrifice to him, and honor him in various ceremonies, which again, like, come on. So this is a real life blog that I found online. And the girl who's writing it mentions that she is in a real life coven and that they do not worship a man or a master and that they do not do sacrifices (laughs) on anything. And I, I'm glad this girl wrote this because I'm like, like, who, like, how did this girl just be like, oh, in my research? And what research? Like, what? (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, so, but yeah, these were just, this was like a hypothesis from an archaeologist, which, why an archaeologist or historian wants to even care, like, wants to like, I don't know, whatever. But once again, this is another huge misconception, and most modern witches are feminist, so no, the majority of modern witches do not serve or worship a man or one man or whatever. Like, that's not, that's not what it's about. It's actually probably about the opposite of that. So, yeah, that's a really big misconception. But the girl in this blog goes to talk about how she's in a real-life coven and how they're, like, her best friends, and it was, um, it was really sweet. And those images of witches we see in Shakespeare and, like, occult TV shows like Supernatural are typically 
sensationalized and based on myths and misconceptions that have been around for centuries, which is so true. And that's what I was saying. And that's why I like that Supernatural puts some, I mean, they don't get it perfect, but they put some like nuggets in there where it's like, you know, Rowena's pagan and she, they, they don't like, she doesn't like Lucifer. And so she's not going to worship him. And I, I just like that they put that in there because I'm like, okay, it's not the typical way that the media normally depicts it. All right, then the last one is the Book of the Damned, which let me tell you guys, is actually a real thing. Now it is not made by a nun's flesh. No, it's not. But <laughs> it was written by Charles Fort in 1919 and it included various types of phenomena, including UFOs, strange falls, inorganic and organic materials from the sky, and the possible of existence of creatures generally believed to be mythological, disappearances of people, and many other things. And this is the first book that is the specific topic of like weird unexplained occurrences. So it does have weird things in it, but it's not, it's not like supernatural. <laughs> All right, so similarities and differences from supernatural and real life lore, here we go. So scrying, they literally got like everything right on the scrying front. Like Sam, when he explains it, it is exactly what it is. And I think that's really cool. And the mirror option thing was really fascinating to me. And I didn't know that. <laughs> and so I'm really happy I got to learn that. That's, I, I thought that was really cool. So some of the differences are with covens. Like I mentioned before, modern witches don't have to be a part of a coven to learn or practice witchcraft, which is a little different from how Supernatural depicts it especially with the student classification. If you are not a natural born witch, but want to become a witch in Supernatural, you need to have a mentor or join a coven to learn. But in modern day witchcraft, it just doesn't work like that. It's very fluid and it's a very flexible practice. And when talking about the religion or practices behind it, there's no one specific right way to practice or learn. So a coven isn't always needed. You can learn on your own. All right, so the Book of the Damned that we just talked about. So there really is a Book of the Damned, but it's definitely not like the one in Supernatural, like I mentioned. It is not made of flesh by a nun with dark visions, but it is full of things that are considered to be kind of damned and unusual, so they are similar in that regard. Types of witches. So like I've gone over, so many times there are so many types of modern witches like basically too many to count or mention because people who are modern witches practice their craft the way they feel most comfortable i think that is why we are seeing such a resurgence of witchcraft or witch talk because it is a practice that allows you to be who you are without having to conform whereas in supernatural there are various types of witches and magic but it is all pretty much bucketed into these three different categories of naturals, borrowers, and students. So if you have gotten this far, thank you so much for listening. I know this is a heavy episode in content, 
but it was really hard to decide what aspects of witches to talk about and believe it or not there is a ton more content about witches that I would love to talk about in the future but the main idea is that real life witches are really not evil and they have just been extremely misinterpreted and misrepresented in modern and old media but that is all so thank you to all of my fellow wayward spirits for joining me on this journey today if you want to go on more hunts with me make sure to subscribe to wayward spirit pod wherever you listen to podcasts and because this is the last episode of season one which i honestly can't believe it next thursday there will not be an episode but i will be posting a sneak peek of season two then after that we will be back to our regularly scheduled program (laughs) and if you are already wanting more wayward spirit pod there is some extra content on patreon so you guys hear this every week i make a visual episode for every one of these podcasts And if you join Patreon, you can see it and it's full of fun and bloopers and behind the scenes stuff. And it's just a lot of fun over there. So (laughs) check us out on Patreon at Wayward Spirit. And I would also love to put together some listener stories and responses to the episodes as extra content. So if you want to tell me what you think about witches or witchcraft or have a supernatural story of your own, send me an audio file, a video file, a text file, whatever you are comfortable with to waywardspiritpod at gmail.com. And if you are wanting even more Wayward Spirit Pod, Check us out on Instagram, Reddit, and Tumblr at Wayward Spirit Pod and on Patreon at Wayward Spirit. Stay spooky and I will see all of you Wayward Spirits next season. <laughs>